From COK Studios in Mo Rocca's Man Cave, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider potential running mates for the 2016 presidential candidates in our ongoing series, Consider the Vote. We'll also consider the problems surrounding the Summer Olympics in Rio with Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. And we'll consider if Dr. Pepper is an MD or a PhD. Or both. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Ms. Muffet's Tuffets, the best store for footstools and other quaint low seating options. Stop in today for 20% off, plus free curds and whey for the kids. Ms. Muffet's Tuffets, sit on our Tuffets. And the Corporation for Public Podcasting, ensuring that people who have a basement, a microphone, and a desire to hear their own voice can be heard by at least five other people. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are turning their attention to the general election and to one of the most important decisions they'll make, choosing a vice president. In addition to helping to balance the ticket, the choice of a vice president can sometimes make or break a campaign. Just ask Senator John McCain how his choice of Sarah Palin turned out. The two most important criteria for VP picks are always the same. Pick someone who's ready to be president if necessary, and do not do any harm. As Trump and Clinton look toward the general election, we want to examine who they might be eyeing on their short list of running mates. Senior political reporter Marta Margolis investigated. Picking a vice president is the first presidential-level decision any candidate makes. Although vice presidential candidates have rarely determined the outcome of an election, the choice can help pick up votes that the candidate might not have gotten otherwise. It can also tell voters a bit more about the candidate. This is going to be like a game of not it. Nobody wants to be Trump or Clinton's VP. Anyone good is probably going to take a hard pass at that job. Doris Whipley has been following campaigns since the 1960s and is author of the book Vice President, Being Paid Not to Die. She says that there are some very unconventional names being dropped as possible VPs this year. Hillary is going to make a pick that will hopefully strengthen her hold on the groups that Trump pulls badly with. You'll probably hear names like Julian Castro, who is the secretary of the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or Labor Secretary Tom Perez. They'll obviously play well with the Hispanic and younger voters. You could also see her pick Senator Elizabeth Warren. Warren would help Clinton bring in progressive Bernie Sanders supporters, if she can't do that herself. So you think Clinton will try to cover her bases with minority voters? I'd bet on it. Clinton wants to appear as inclusive as possible. Another name you'll hear a lot is Mohamed Sanchez Horowitz. He's the Undersecretary of Education. He's a home run for her if she wants to snag key demographics. What will Sanchez Horowitz bring to the table? His mother is a Hispanic Muslim from Detroit, and his father is a Jewish African American from Alabama. He's also gay and has extensive foreign policy experience from being a CIA operative. Did I mention he's young, handsome, and was raised on a farm in the Midwest? He sounds too good to be twoo. He'll check pretty much every box if Hillary picks him. Too bad he's openly said he doesn't want to be the VP. 
On the Republican side, Doris says it's a little murkier. There are a lot of names getting tossed around, mostly the guys who were early to endorse Trump. Bobby Jindal, Rick Perry, Chris Christie, but Trump might see them as unappealing since he beat them all so handily in the primaries. That's very true. Unfortunately, Trump can't pick himself as his running mate, but he's apparently trying to get as close as possible. How so? Some of my old friends are saying that he's looking at other billionaire cartoon types. Like who? Daddy Warbucks, Rich Uncle Pennybags, most people know him as the Monopoly guy. I even heard that Trump might be vetting his old prep school roommate, Richie Rich. Witchy Witch? The poor little witch boy? The same. Wasn't he indicted? He was, but the charges were dropped after he implicated his mean cousin, Reggie Van Doe. The one person I know Trump is seriously considering is Scrooge McDuck. The billionaire philanthropist from Duckburg could pose a problem for Trump, as McDuck is an immigrant from Scotland, something McDuck addressed on Fox and Friends last week. Oh, I am from Scotland, but I've been a U.S. citizen for years. My enemies like Flintheart Glomgold and the Beagle Boys keep saying I'm not American, but I've been here since I was 13 making me fortune. Just ask Launchpad McQuack! Whether or not McDuck ends up as Trump's VP, one thing is certain. There will be many questions about whether he is the kind of candidate that will help Trump when the general election comes around. For COK News, I'm Mara Margolis. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. With the 2016 Summer Olympics on the horizon, there are a lot of questions about whether Rio should be hosting the Games at all. Joining us in the studio to discuss the problems surrounding the upcoming Games in Rio are the hosts of ESPN Radio's Sports Yell, Rick Van Patten, and Cecil the Pontificator. Welcome back, guys. Nice to be here. What up, D-Money? So, Zika virus, a nasty recession, and horrible corruption have demoralized many Brazilians and sent protesters into the street ahead of the 2016 Olympics. Now impeachment proceedings, which led to Thursday's suspension of President Dilma Rousseff, have put an international spotlight on Brazil for all the wrong reasons. What do you two make of the situation there? Brazil is a giant mess, Dinah. They really have no business hosting the Summer Olympics. Obviously, Rick and I spent a good portion of our show last week yelling about how bad things are in Brazil right now. If I were an Olympic athlete, I'm not sure I'd want to go and compete. Wow, that's actually not surprising. Rivaldo, one of the country's retired soccer heroes, wrote last week, I advise everyone with plans to visit Brazil for the Olympics in Rio to stay in their country of origin. Your life will be in danger here. Rivaldo was on point. It's sad, but there are a lot of dangers there, not the least of which is the threat of Zika virus. Hold on, Rick. I'll grant you Zika virus is no picnic, but I think an even bigger danger is the violent protest over government corruption and a very scary economic climate. A bad economy is not going to cause birth defects, Cecil. Oh yeah, Rick. Like you're an economic expert all of a sudden. Political instability is just going to get worse as we get closer to the Olympics. Street crime is rampant there. I'll pay someone to go in my place. Any takers? No, thanks. We split the cost of your trip to Rio with ESPN, and your stuff is already booked. It was a big investment, so you have to go. Sorry, guys. What did ESPN pay for? Oh, your flights, rooms, food, transportation to the events, hazmat suits for covering the outdoor water events, and a 350 a day per diem. And what did COK pay for? 
Oh, your press lanyards to get into the events. They're laminated. Obviously. What do you think the athletes will do? I'm sure they want to compete. They worked so hard to get to the Olympics, and many of them only get one or maybe two shots in their lifetimes. It's sad that Rio hasn't gotten its act together because it can cost the athletes dearly. Honestly, I'm really freaked out. Forget the athletes. I gotta look out for myself. And Cecil the Pontificator isn't gonna let some scary dude rob and kill me in some dark Brazilian alley. I already told you, Cecil. You're way more likely to catch Zika. Or get poisoned by the horribly polluted water. Stop it, Rick. Yeah, he seems really wigged out. He'll be fine. As long as he doesn't get trampled in a government protest. Cut it out! Cecil, it's okay. We can find someone else to go in your place. Maybe we can send Ryan the intern. Don't be a baby, Cecil. Would it make you feel better if I asked you and Rick to yell about the NBA playoffs? I'm not really in the mood to yell right now. Okay, maybe later. Feel better. Thanks. That was Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also follow our team for breaking news on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, and you can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. If you'd like to donate to Consider Our Knowledge and become one of our supporters, go to our homepage and click the Support COK button, where you can go to Patreon and make a secure $5 monthly donation, to Public Radio's finest parody. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Just at Launchpad McQuack! I said Judge Arch Launchpad McQuack. I know. Say that last part again. Yeah, I know. Just at Ask.